Hallelujah. Today is uh, Communion Sunday, and uh, as we're gathering those uh, together, the Lord has a call upon us, and we're going to be praying and having more creative ways to go about praying and release more prayer, and we'll be talking about that in the, the weeks to come. Would you say this with me? The yoke exchange. The yoke exchange. That's my message title today. The yoke exchange. And the concept is uh, really is so central to Christianity and central to the, the, the core meaning of why Jesus came because it's just a fancy way to say substitutionary atonement. Substitution. And uh, years ago, when because I was I was saved, but then I was bound. I was saved, and I was going to heaven, but I was yoked, and I was uh, yoked with with the hard uh, hard things of rejection and abuse and abandonment. That, that stuff was on me, and uh, the Lord did a great great work, and um, He birthed the concepts of his capacity and how he gives us those uh, breakthroughs. I read a little song. It's, oh, the blood of Jesus purifies the weary, sin-sick soul. Oh, the blood that frees us heals the broken parts and makes us whole. And the load is getting lighter and the day is getting brighter for god has made my heart a fighter to put to death the bondage of my past and replace it with a freedom that will last How many of you have had the Lord lighten your load? Take heaviness from your shoulders. Remove your stress and replace it with peace. Hey, hey, about this. Take, take out a bitterness towards someone and heal your heart. Give you a joy after you've been overly burdened. How many of you received the joy? You know what that's like. How many of you experienced the Lord uh, often has a spiritual answer for a physical need? The spirit realm is very real, isn't it? How many of you uh, have on your own, knowing that you're facing wearisome thoughts, gone to the Lord by yourself, emptied your burden before him, and gotten up from that encounter with freedom and joy in your step? Here's the thing. Life keeps happening. Trials are going to keep on coming. Upsetting moments are going to knock on the door of your heart. So what is our ongoing solution? Do you get tricked into having to figure it out all, on your, uh, all by yourself and walk around bound in anxiety? It's very simple and easy to have something hit you and then you suddenly feel like it's all left up to you. And that's a real trap. It's a major trap. So what is the, the concept here, what is, your pattern of the, what is the pattern of your relationship with the Lord? Do you truly believe that He is for you? 
See, in a, in a victorious spirit of the morning like this, you go, of course. But when you're out there by yourself and you have these vulnerabilities that have been assaulted over and over and you've been cornered into a place of feeling like it's all left up to you, what do you do then? I want to just uh, recommend that when, we, when you get this uh, book next week and uh, those that don't have it, let's go ahead and I just really want to encourage you with this uh, little book we're getting, uh, The School of His Presence. There's uh, something that I'm, I'm, I go back to. I've been reading it over and over and over. There's a couple of pages I've just kind of just drilling into my soul that have been uh, bringing a, a certain liberty to my heart. Here you go. Do you get mad at those around you when you, uh, when you should be turning your heart and life over to the Lord? Is that a good one or what? Now listen, just listen up. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. Jesus said these words, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, Jesus had just come, he just preaching, he was just communicating and preaching. Apparently he'd just gone out to like Chorazin and, and Capernaum and they'd been on, out there and he was doing these mighty works and uh, he comes back with this, he's talking to the disciples, he says, you know, if the mighty works that I had done over in Capernaum had been done in Sodom and Gomorrah, they would have repented. And then he's, so there's this attitude that religious, the religious culture has. I'll get to why that in a minute. But uh, they, they continually wanted another miracle for Jesus to keep proving who he was. So he, right before the come, uh, come learn of me, he says this. He said, at that time Jesus declared, this is Matthew eleven twenty five. It says, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to your little children. So the, the uh, Pharisees, the Sadducees, they all were off tree, tree, uh, t- being taught the traditions of men and not the true word of God. J- Jesus even said, look, you, you have the scriptures, you, can, you don't even see me in there. So they were blinded. How many of you realize it does take some time for the blinders to come off of your life? The, 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 way, the way you're formed coming up, you, you're like, you have a certain belief system, and it really doesn't serve you very well at all. And it does take seasons for God to unwrap you from all that. So he says, uh, yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All, these, all things have been handed over to me by my Father And no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal Him. This is pretty, uh, you know, usually when you read this kind of stuff, you go, yeah, that's in the Bible, and you just go on. But then when the Lord says, I'm going to begin revealing myself to you, I'm going to show you who the Father is. And He takes you on your heart journey, and you begin to open up to the reality of who you really are. It's transfer. It changes you big time. That's why when he says, let, let, let me read the passion version of this. 
Just buckle your seatbelt. Ready? Jesus exclaimed, Father, thank you for you are Lord, the supreme ruler over heaven and earth, and you have hidden the great revelation of your authority from those who are proud and think they are wise and unveiled it instead to little children. Everybody say, yay! Yes, Father, you've chosen this gracious plan to extend your kingdom. You have entrusted me with all that you are and all that you have. No one fully and intimately knows the Son except the Father. No one fully and intimately knows the Father except the Son. But the Father is able to unveil, the Son is able to unveil the Father to anyone he chooses. Just in case they choose me, choose me, choose me, choose me. I want to know the Father better. I want to know, choose me, pick me, pick me. Then he says, are you weary and carrying a heavy load? Come to me. I will refresh your life for I am an oasis. Simply join your life with mine. Learn my ways and you'll discover that I'm gentle, humble, easy to please. Most of you don't feel, many of us don't ever feel like the Lord's easy to please. Look at there. The self-admit. Jesus come. The Lord is thrilled about more about your availability than your personal assessment of your perfection. He already knows. This is why one of those keys in that little book that we're getting is transforming my life. Because you don't have the capacity to get God to do anything. Ever. No matter what you do. But you can come to Him. I want to spill the beans so bad, but I just want, I want to actually ask when you guys get the little book, if you go ahead and see if you can find the pages I'm talking about. You will find refreshment and rest in me for all that I require of you will be pleasant and easy to hear. I got to thinking about this the other day. Um, first of all, Father God speaks out of heaven and he affirms Jesus. Everybody say, Father God's an encourager. Father God's an encourager. And he encourages Jesus. This is my son in whom I'm well pleased. I hadn't done anything yet. And then I noticed um, Paul had been, he'd really in a blown it. Well, he felt like he'd blown it. He'd, um, they went, when he went to Athens and he preached that incredible message, but he didn't have his team with him, so he didn't have his apostolic team, so didn't end up planning a church there. But uh, he, he got the word out, but he was disappointed. And then he goes, uh, see, he goes uh, in the journeys, he goes somewhere else, he gets a little beat up here, a little beat up there, and then uh, he's like really worn out. He's wondering, where am I supposed to be right now? And the Lord says to him, you go over here, I think it's Ephesus, he says, go over here, I have some people over here, and you'll be fine. Who encouraged him? The Lord. If there's anybody that thought, well, I can really go and do this all for the Lord who got his own soul whittled down to, I can't do anything except he does it through me, it would be Paul. How many of you have ever been on some kind of a little you know, ministry thing? Like if you go on a missionary thing or, or show up somewhere and you're just dead tired. Physically, completely exhausted. And you're there. And you don't have anything in yourself to cause ministry to happen. And then the Holy Spirit comes on that. 
and you end up ministering beyond anything you could have imagined because basically your flesh is completely out of the way. And the Lord has encouraged me, why don't you live that way? Not live tired, but live out of the way. Quit getting in the way. What if we learned a pattern? Like Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I'm out of the way. He's, I, I'm looking at these words, you know, talking, thinking through, like, uh, wait a minute. Paul really, really, really got down into understanding that he didn't have it together. Because you have to be brilliant to write under the Holy Spirit's anointing. You have to be brilliant to write the book of Romans. And he says of himself, O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from the body of this death? This is like a starting place. It's not like an ending place, like you end up like it's a bad place. It's like, hey, why don't we just start there? That's better than just saying the word humility. Oh, you wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from the body of this death? He says, I thank God through Jesus Christ. And then he does it. Let's go, so go ahead and acknowledge that we don't have it. Jesus already acknowledged that he didn't have it. He said, I don't do anything except I see the Father do it. I, got, I can't do it. He says, you're like me. Unless you completely submit to him like a stick so that the sap can run through. Because you're not the source. How many of you here know you're not the source? But you're connected to the source. And when you're submitted to the source... Then the flow of, from the source manifests out through your life. Let's just praise him for a minute. Hallelujah. Because he didn't call you to live for him. He called you to be available so he could live through you and do it through you. And the better you learn that, it seems like it takes a lifetime, at least it did for me. You know, I'm just learning this. It's like, gosh, man, I've been walking with the Lord for 50 years. And I'm just going, oh, help me, Jesus. Get out of the way and let him be God. How many of you go, you, I have frets on my guitar and used to have them in my heart, you know what I mean? That's a bad joke. Okay. Those are frets on the guitar. That was a bad joke. Okay. Okay, so Jesus says, take my yoke upon you. Take my yoke. Everybody say, take my yoke upon you. Now, I don't know if you guys know this, but um, the concept of the yoke from a rabbi had to do with the body of teaching that the rabbi brought. And so the rabbis had a body of teaching, and they were known as the traditions of men. Hillel was one of those guys. Gamaliel was one of those guys. Shammai was one of those guys. When they said, take the yoke of the rabbi, basically that was to, the disciple of that rabbi would reflect, here's what they did. They would literally memorize the words of that rabbi. They would adopt his interpretation of the scriptures. They would uh, imitate his ministry model, and they multiplied his teaching in disciples of their own. They all copied to verbatim. This was the nature. So Jesus walks up, and he says, take my yoke upon you. Memorize my words. Adopt my interpretation of the scripture initiate uh, my ministry model. Multiply what I say to you. What happens? Because he reveals the heart of the Father. 
not a bunch of rules. He reveals the spirit of a relationship. He reveals the concept of communion is learning God's heart. And that intercession is sharing his concerns. That he invites you into a role, a walk, an enjoyable... Look, look, there's going to be conflict because it's coming against him and the life that you live in him. Jesus, they hated me, they hate you. It's going to be that way. But use wisdom and anointing. The Lord's got me focused on this anointing thing. Like, okay, look, I've anointed you in different ways. Now I want you to get out of the way and let my anointing increase. Would you just lift your head before the Lord? Say, Lord, smear me fresh. Smear me fresh. Smear me. Anointing means smear. So Lord, come. Come and smear me with your anointing. Come and smear me with the Spirit of God. Impart a deeper work of your spirit and help me hear you better help me function in you better help me see what you see say what you say know what you know help me help me help me and i'm praying now let the miracle dimension of that anointing begin to rest on our church there's another level a capacity of miracle anointing when jesus came there was this miracle anointing was with him it says the spirit of god was available Available to heal everybody. The Holy Spirit would come and manifest this healing anointing. And then the Lord revealed his heart and that those who were completely bound, like that little lady who 18 years bent over, comes into the synagogue and he says, woman, thou art loosed. And she rises up and she was bound by Satan. And those shackles of Satan were broken and she stands straight up. Jesus does these miracle. This is anointing, the power of anointing that he's, he's smeared with. He says, the Lord has anointed me. The Lord, he says, the Lord has anointed me. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me. And this is what happens when I show up. Let's, let's say, Lord, more of that in us. More of that in us. Because he wants to take off the yoke of your pain and your past and put on the yoke of his body of teaching. And you know his words. And you function in his ministry model. And you imitate him. Everybody say, praise the Lord. Lord. This is who we are. This is who we're called to be in these last days. Jesus uh, spoke from the Father's heart. I love this, Isaiah 50, verse 4. The Lord God has, has given me the tongue of those who are taught that they may know how to sustain with a word him who is weary. Morning by morning he awakens. He awakens my ear to hear as those who are taught. Jesus was, was uh, just connected so beautifully in unity with the Father that the Father would just put those incredible thoughts in his mind. And he wants you to have the uh, capacity to, to receive his thoughts and to know how to think and meditate on that. And then uh, Jesus said in John 14, says, Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father's in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. But the Father who dwells in me does these works. So if we get out of the way, look, it's be, it's, look, I've had the devil do this to me. I come in here and feel like it's all on me. And I've learned that it's not all on me. It's not on me. So I go, you know what? I'm not, uh, you know, sometimes I feel really up and bouncy around and ready to roll. And other times I feel completely depleted and, uh, de- you know, and on the verge of, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. But if I just take a little time, 
and pray in the Spirit and just wait patiently. The encourager from heaven speaks to me. I'm not on my own ever. He'll nudge. He'll say something. He'll show me something. And then my spirit that was down there like, suddenly is like, hey. Suddenly the, the fullness is there. It's wonderful. Now, I want to say, because I call this the yoke exchange, um, I didn't get to talk to you about this, honey, but uh, in Deuteronomy, in the opening of Deuteronomy, there's this major, 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 major chapter. And it has, uh, the first half of the chapter is blessings. And the second half of the chapter is curses. And he says, if you're faithfully, if, if you faithfully obey the voice of the Lord, and you know, we say faithfully obey the voice of the Lord. You know what actually it says in the Hebrew? If you listen, listen. If you listen, listen. If you listen and hear, but listen, listen means listen to do. If you faithfully obey the voice of the Lord your God, be careful to do all the commandments that I command you today. The Lord your God will set you high above all the nations and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you if you obey the voice of the Lord your God. And the list is phenomenal. But if you continue down and you get down to verse 14, it's hard to read the curses. But if you will not obey the voice of the Lord your God or be careful to do all these commandments and His statutes that I command you today, all these curses shall come upon you and overtake you. One of those curses, there's a lot of them, but one of them is a yoke of iron. Everybody say yoke of iron. A yoke of iron comes on a person when they've not walked the ways of the Lord. Early. But 10 years into our marriage, and then we got involved with the uh, cleansing stream ministry, we were broken, bound, suffering, ready to call it quits. The Lord, I don't know how this all developed. You probably remember the story because it's your life. But what happened is uh, the Lord revealed to Heather that she had an iron yoke. It was a generational curse, an iron yoke. And we prayed and lifted the iron yoke off. The power of the iron yoke was so great that after it came off, she had to go to the chiropractor for several months because her bones were misshapen. And he had to keep adjusting her to get her physical body back after this invisible iron yoke was taken from her neck. That's how, but when it came off, it was amazing, wasn't it? Yeah, she fell down on the floor, you know, it was the Spirit of God. But when you take off an iron yoke, this is why I call it this the yoke exchange. Because there are things about the way you think, generationally, the way you've lived, 
that are more like an iron yoke instead of an easy yoke, the body of teaching of Jesus, and how he wants to switch these. Can we go ahead and get the uh, elements, and let's go ahead and move into our time of communion. And let's, uh, would, you, would you be open, I mean, the Lord's already done so much this morning, would you, would you be open to just a little bit more of an exchange today? You know, I, oh gosh, the Lord just jumped in my spirit when you nodded. This is going to affect your kids. Wow. We're going to lift this yoke. It's going to come off of them. Today. 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 We're praying these things. We're just going to ask the Holy Spirit. Go ahead and everybody take the uh, first... Take the, uh, the bread. Thank you, Jesus. I agree. I agree with the Holy Spirit. I agree. Because you can look, you can repent and God's Spirit can come upon, you know, open up, uh, open up an avenue into anybody with children. Let's go ahead and say, we're going to let the, we're going to partake of this, that the iron yoke come off of our, our generation. Okay? That the iron yoke Anything that presses them to go a certain direction opposite of the Lord's way, this heaviness that's bent them wrong. The iron yoke, because it, when you read the actual scripture, it says that it's put on them uh, with the intention to destroy them until they're destroyed. So the iron yoke is bent toward destruction. Let's go to ask any degree of that in us. Do you have something cooking inside? Well, I'm, I'm sensing that this represents the broken body of Jesus. So as he was broken for us, let's decree when we inside, or let's develop a decree right now, that as we bite down on this, that that yoke is being broken off of us. Just like his body was broken, that yoke will be broken in Jesus' name. So when we crack it, it's cracked. Let's just lift this before. Let's go ahead and praise the Lord. Father God, we just praise you. We praise you for the exchange that you said, I've got a yoke and it's going to bless you. It's going to minister to you. It's going to release life in you. It's going to take the, the strain and effort and burden of life out of you. Even though you're hit with stuff, you won't respond the same way because my yoke is lighter. It's easier. It's, it's more efficient for victory than the one you've had. The one you've had is all dependent on you, and it's been forced on you through generational uh, failure. Let's pray in the Spirit, guys. Just pray in the Spirit. We're not just going to crack into it. We're going to crack through it. We're going to break through. There's breakthrough. The Lord set this morning up for us. There's breakthrough for us. And carrying all of your kids. Let faith rise in your spirit. Every person with kids that are not walking with the Lord, just write, put it in your heart. Put it in your heart. Say, Father, they're going to come. They're going to receive. We're going to take off the iron yoke. We're going to take off the iron yoke till they break it. Break it. Break it. That's anointing that lifts the yoke. The anointing that destroys the yoke. Jesus, the, the Old Testament, you know, Isaiah, I think it's 54, says about the, the anointing destroys the yoke of bondage. It destroys the yoke. 
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Just a moment, just a moment more. We're going we're gonna to pray in the Spirit and allow the uh, manifest presence of the Lord to just get like we were a little while ago in the river. Let's just go ahead and praise Him and allow this to rise up. We're not going to just do it. Let's say, Father God, come. Father God, with your, with your anointing to destroy the yokes on our next generation. Say, Father God, I repent for all of the sins that I and my generations have given to that were in disobedience to your word in every, uh, every, every place of the heart every action that we lived that was wayward and walking from you. We repent of it and now we renounce the power it gave hell to put a yoke on our life. We thank you for the forgiveness of Jesus Christ and our family's lives. Go ahead, honey. The yoke that it put on our families' lives. Yes. In the name of Jesus, I got a little picture just formed in my mind. I want everybody here to see yourself at a large table, and we're all sitting around the table. We're all holding the bread, and Jesus is at the head of the table. And he's going to release the power of the yoke-breaking anointing into your family. Just see, you're around the table. It's going to release. He says, now go ahead and when you take it, I'm going to release it. Let's go ahead and partake. Thank you, Lord. Let's praise Him. Go ahead and praise Him. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. The Word declares, He says, I prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. I release the anointing to destroy the yoke of iron. Let's just praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. Things that you couldn't figure out in your children, things that you couldn't figure out, you feel like you're running up against a wall when you're praying for Him. Lord says, I'm releasing the anointing. I'm releasing the anointing to destroy what's seeking to destroy them. Let's praise You. Praise You, Lord. Praise You, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Also, uh, also, I got a little quickening here. Um, some of you have been, dis- I don't know if you've been discouraged, but you haven't been as like um, delighted in opening the Word of God. I feel like the Lord is saying, delight, I'm going to release revelation to you. I'm going to release more revelation. Open the Word. Open the Word. Because this, this, this yoke that He puts on us now is about His, te- His, His body of teaching. Let the Lord whisper. Let the Lord say, speak, speak to you. Let's go ahead and uh, present the, uh, let's take the cup. Oh, the blood of Jesus purifies a weary, sin-sick soul. Oh, the blood of Jesus heals the broken parts and makes us whole. And the load is getting lighter. And the day is getting brighter, for God has made 
my heart a fighter to put to death the bondage of my past and replace it with a freedom that will last. Hallelujah. Now the Lord gave me that uh, picture of being at the table. Let's just go back to the table. And now we're at the table and the Lord's got His cup. Would you just worship with me? Hallelujah. So my cup runneth over, my cup runneth over, my cup runneth over. Forgiveness and power of forgiveness runs over. The liberty of Jesus runs over. Praise you, Jesus. Say, Father God, I thank you for Jesus' blood forgiving all of, all of my sins, all of our generational sins. And release the power of your blood on the next generation. Let them know the great freedom the great joy that a cleansed soul brings to the heart. In the name of Jesus. Go ahead, hon. The blood is a healing blood. It's healing. It's a transforming blood. It's a yoke-destroying blood. Now, I saw a picture that as we bit down on the bread that it cracked the yoke. Some of it, some, it just fell off. Others, it's still there. But when you drink this, it's liquid acid. And it's going to destroy the rest of it. In Jesus' name, by faith, you receive it. It is powerful. It will do anything that you need it to do. And some of you have carried it for a long time. And uh, even some of you picked it back up and put it on. It wasn't there once and you put it on again. The yoke is with Jesus. You're not all by yourself with a heavy iron yoke. The oxens were yoked together. You're yoked with him. So by faith, honey, if I could, I, when we take this, it's going to be hard because you're holding the cup and I don't want you to throw any residue on the carpet. But try to get your hands up and just say, now I choose to be yoked with you, Jesus. So we're going to do that after we take this. In fact, as I know a way, we'll do it. Just come and get the cups, and then we'll all do it together. We'll make a choice together. How's that? Hallelujah. I receive complete forgiveness. I receive complete forgiveness. And I decree the forgiveness of the blood upon my, my children. In Jesus' name, let's partake. Amen. Praise the Lord. Come on down and pass the cups to the center. An act of faith. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, the Lord asked us to do communion as a symbolic act that we would never forget what took place. Just like if you remember in the Old Testament, the battle that was not won because the king did not 
have passion and strike the arrows on the ground and do it with 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 fervor with faith let your faith arise that as we when you why do we praise God it, it's total surrender you know how do you put on your clothes you got to put your hands up you know you got to get if you want to get yoked you're going to have to take all the embarrassment of raising your hands whatever it is and you're gonna have to humble yourself and say I choose to be yoked with your teaching with who you are and not with what the world has dictated that I should live and if you don't think it's easy to slip back in and out of how the world operates and how it influences us just live a little and you'll figure out that it's one day you wake up and you go, how come I'm so confused? You know, get out of that stuff. We'll help each other get out of that stuff. And let's get back in the word. And let's just do, let's do what we're anointed to do. What we did today. Lay hands on each other. Pray for each other. Don't talk so much about what's going on in the world. Talk about what's going on in Jesus. Let's get yoked with him in Jesus' name. So let's stand together. I want to do this. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord's just coming around each of us like he's got his arm around you. Let's go ahead and lift your hands together. Father God, we thank you that we are yoked with Christ. That he does the heavy lifting. That I do the submitting. And I do the walking alongside of. Open my ears to hear your voice like none other time in my life. Open my eyes to see the full extent of your strength and capacity. Open my heart to walk with you in a greater portions. In the name of Jesus, we receive it now. Hallelujah. Let's go ahead and praise him now. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Oradebe hamradebiya sabrodaboko. Oradebaradebaradebiyabama. Oradebahamradebiyadaboko. Oradebiyanabradebishikibababa. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Amen.